Remember in the beginning of the year, January somewhere, I think I was ministering here, and we talked about God direct our footsteps. So we're going to continue with the second portion of this. Um, because I think I took a lot of messages and just dumped them into one message, and now we're going to sort of unravel them. So the next one will also be on the same one, but it will be part three and part four and part five until we finish or through it. It says, in the, in the heart of... Oh, this is the ASV translation, American Standard Version. I don't have uh, NIV on my computer, and Simeon told me more or less how to get it, but when I struggle too much, I just go to Esau and I just take this one. So that's it. All right, that's why it's not the same. So if you do have an NIV Bible, it might differ a little bit. But it's the ASV, the American Standard Version. It says, in the heart of humans... Plant, plant their course. The hearts of humans, humans plant their course. But the Lord established their steps. Um, we started with that, you know, and I just thought to myself is that so many things happened from the last time that I ministered to now. Um, and I'm going to testify a little bit, and then I'm going to say, tell you why I believe that today's message is going to be about faith. We have to believe that what we're going through is because God guides us there. We have to have faith in the Word of God that this is where we're going because God wants us to go there. If we don't believe it and we don't have faith that it's God's will for us, then it's not going to work. Um, myself and Wilma, we, we had our own little business. Um, and sometimes you get to tr struggle with people paying you. The people who's got businessmen will know exactly what I'm talking about. <clears throat> and then what happened is, is that the one client, normally what we do is at the 25th, we mail them the, 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 the uh, invoice. And then on the 3rd or the 4th, we will send them a friendly reminder if they haven't paid. So the one client walked into our office the other day. Oh, no, let me, let me rephrase a little bit. What happened is, is we had to go to, to Stolby. My father-in-law is moving to Pretoria after my mother-in-law passed away last year. So he asked us to please come and pack his things. Now, if you live... The way we do, we don't make a lot of money. I think I pay my staff, get more money than I do and more money than Wilma get. So they are first looked after. And what happened is, is that when my father-in-law said we have to come up, I just thought to myself, I don't have money. Lord, I really don't have any, any money. And then all of a sudden, the 24th, I think it was on a Friday, they sent out the, the invoices, and goops, the one guy paid in, an substantial amount of money. And I said to myself, no, why did he pay so much? I said to her, hey, this guy normally pays, previously he paid every, on time, he's always there. She says, no, he hasn't paid for three months. But he was in the office about a month ago and said to us, he's struggling getting paid. And I thought, well, he didn't pay because of struggling. Then he came into our office on Friday. <laughs> he says to us, why haven't you mailed me my invoice? We said, we did, every month. He says, no, I haven't received anything. For the past three months, the mail to him and his wife didn't go through. And the reminder, the friendly reminder, also didn't go through for three months. But God knew exactly on that time that we needed the money to go to Stolba, and he paid it in. And that's why I say, many other man's plans. We, our humans plan a lot of things. But it's God who directs our footsteps. And that brings the money in that we could go. And, and that's how God operates. And that's why I said, if you don't believe that God is going to direct your footsteps, 
you're on the wrong track. Because then you're going to run to the bank, and you're going to run there, and you're going to run there. And then that thing that we say, I will lend from nobody, <laughs> I will borrow from nobody, is to no avail of you. And I just realized how quickly we can make our own plans. And then when we're in the, uh, what do you call it? Afrikaans is gemors. There's a better word actually, but I won't say that. Then we want to run to God quickly. Now God hasn't guided your footsteps to go there, but now all of a sudden you want him to guide your footsteps out of it. And I just thought to myself, we have to trust God in everything. So I'm going to try and organize this thing and see if it works the way we want it to work. I don't know. Ah, okay. Hebrews 1, definition of faith. Very easy. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. For there the elders as witness born to them. By faith. Listen carefully. I heard something the other day and I want you to listen carefully to this voice. Like this verse. It says, by faith we understand that the worlds have been framed by the word of God. So, that what is seen has not been made out of things which appeared. And this is not a prosperity teaching. People, please, understand this. I'm not going to tell you to sow and to reap and to put your faith into a new car or a new BMW or a new million rand or another million rand or another. No, it's not, nothing to do with prosperity. This is actually to do with what God is doing, what God has done in my life. You know, I said to Wilma the other day, when I woke up this morning, it's by faith. It's the grace of God and faith that I have in Him that I will wake up this morning. When I plan something, going out this afternoon, it's by faith, by nothing else. It's not that I say, Lord, I'm going to do this, doesn't matter what happens, I'll go and borrow the money or I'll steal the money. You know what, we say that a lot of times now. I'm going to break into the bank and then get the money and do this quickly. No, this is faith that we need every single day of our lives. If you haven't got this, you are on the long path. And the nicest way I can explain electricity or, or, or faith is forget the load shedding now, all right? When everything is working properly and there's lights, why do you go to the light switch and switch it on there? Because you've got faith that when you take that switch, the light will burn. It's as simple as that. People, that's faith. I mean, if you go there and that light, you switch it on and it's not working, what happens? Oh, ESCOM, no. Let's change the bulb. Let's have a look. Maybe the bulb fused. But you had faith in the beginning to go there and switch on the light to know that there's going to be power. And that's how the faith with God works, is that we know that when we go somewhere, it will happen. All right. It's not name it and claim it teachings, people. We can't name and claim things. We can't describe God what we want. Because I... I, I, I I watched the movie once. I didn't like the movie, but I watched it. Um, <clears throat> Almighty something. It's about this guy who's got the power of God all of a sudden. So now people are praying and asking him for things. And if he say it will come to, to, to the truth, it will happen. And I just realized to myself, if you are God sitting in heaven and you listen to all the prayers that people send up to you that are not biblical, and you have to answer everyone, of them, what they want, the world will be chaos. The world will be chaos. Because just think to yourself, how many times do we ask God for things that is to benefit us 
You know, why, why do we pray, actually? We pray for things to benefit me, my and I. It's not to benefit the kingdom of God. And we are here to establish the kingdom of? So if I pray the right prayer and I have faith for the right prayer, God will answer me. God will guide my footsteps in that direction. But as a human being living on this earth that God loves, you also know that I still got needs. He knows I have to eat tomorrow. He knows I have to go to work tomorrow. He knows I need petrol to do this, and he knows I have to go. He knows that. And that he will supply for me because I believe that he is my father. So this is the faith we're talking about. Okay, you see, this is where my problem comes in. I wanted to go up slide by slide, but it doesn't. So just bear with me. Don't read everything now, please. We'll do it point for point. I say, for normal life, I just woke up, get dressed up every day, and that's things that just happens. More specific things like healing and finances and my children and my grand, that's things that we trust God for. That's a different kind of faith, a faith that we have to put out. I pray for my kids. I prayed for my son. I prayed for my granddaughters. I pray for, my, I pray for them, and, and I know and I believe that God's going to do something miraculous in their lives. I just, I, I just know it um, because he is God Almighty, and his word promises us that if you guide your kids in the right path when they're young, they will never veer from it. You know what happens is they will go away from it a little bit. Because they want to explore life. They want to see why you tell them they're not allowed to get drunk and drink too much and, and sleep with plenty of women and do all these things and why my mom and dad stay together for 40 years. They want to know why it happens. But they want to go and see why did we teach them this stuff. And then at the end, they come back. They come back. We had an a amazing testimony about my son that came back to the Lord yeah, for 24 years we prayed for him. 24 years and he came back to the Lord and he's on fire for God at this stage. And then a lot of things happened in that. You know, um, my wife decided one day when the guy from Gideon's was here two years ago, three years ago, his wife is from Thailand. So she speaks Thai, so she hasn't got a very big English vocabulary. Uh, English vocabulary is very small, it's like mine. Um, just a little bit less than mine. And what happened is she decided to buy a Thai Bible. So she spoke to Ayn and she said, listen, we want a Thai Bible. Is there Thai Bibles in the world? Because we don't know if there is a Thai Bible in the world. Does the Gideons have a Thai? And they said, no, they don't have it. But he'll find out for us about it. So he came back about uh, a week after that. Big email. I found a Thai Bible in Germany. You can have it. <laughs> but you have to import it from Thai from Germany to here. And we bought the Bible, and we sent it to her via courier, and it never been read for two and a half years, more or less. And about three weeks ago, my son said, when they went to church, she took a Bible, and she went with him to church. Amen. And we just say glory to God, because it's part of where God directs our footsteps. But we did it in faith that we bought that Bible. I mean, it wasn't... Money that we had at that stage. God also provided for that. But that's another testimony. Um, to buy the Bible. Because, I mean, getting a Bible from Germany to here, it's not, it's not cheap. <laughs> it's quite expensive. But God did that for us. And that's why it's important that we will know that when you do that, pray for your kids. And you do that, God will guide your footsteps. God will, God will, God will put you in a place where you will be the light in their life. And, and the biggest thing I can tell the woman 
I, I, I want to say it nicely now. Please keep quiet. Actually, I want to say shut up. Shut your trap. Don't always attack your kids when they're doing something wrong. Don't. You know, the fathers are very laid back, actually, in that sense. I just said to you, you know what? God will bring him. God will deal with him. God will bring him to the end of his rope. Don't you interfere, my wife. I trust God is going to bring him back. You will not bring him back. Leave him where he is. God will bring him back. And then she went, Stephen, you cannot do this. Stephen, you cannot. And you know what happened is, once she shut the trap. <laughs> is that a good, a good expression? I think that's American, huh? You know what happens once she did that? God bring him to the end of his rope. Because the minute you open your mouth and you tell him he's wrong, he goes into rebellion. Because what is the first thing that kicked the devil out of heaven? So what is the most thing that you will use in human nature because we are all bad? It's rebellion. So the minute she opened her mouth, he goes into rebellion and then he'll drink more. And he'll, he'll go one step. Tell I said to her, keep out of it. He gave his life to God. He's God's baby. God will deal with him. When he was in my house, I dealt with him. He was naughty. That's it. I applied the fivefold ministry to the seat of learning and his ears pop open. All of a sudden, he could hear very clearly. I will never forget it. The first day, he was, he was about 13 years old, I think. And his mom wants to eat him, so he grabbed the arms. And he, she couldn't do anything. He was too strong. And she stands there and she was. And then Pa comes home from work. And that was it. When mom told me he was naughty and he grabbed her, I said, just go to the bathroom. I'll sort you out. And I'll sort him out. And you know what happens after that? Whenever your mom wants to give him a hiding, he would just bend over and take the hiding. <laughs> because he knew that I'd rather get a hiding from my mom where I can go to my bedroom, make if I'm crying and laughing, than get it from my dad. Where I can't go to my bedroom and laughing because I know. But that's the thing. You have to discipline him. So God, when he's in the kingdom of God, God will discipline him. God will take him that step. God will bring him to the end of his rope. God will bring him and, and sort him out. You don't have to do it. Please, moms. Please, dads. Remember that. When he's in the kingdom of God, God will sort him out. God will bring him there. And I mean, that was 13, and when he, when, he, when he turned about 39, he came back to the Lord. Praise the God for that. I mean, I'm so excited about it. Um, and, and that's why. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it, it works. But you have to believe. You have to have the faith to know that God is going to do it. Hebrews 6 verse, 11 verse 6 says, And without faith, it is impossible, impossible, to be well-pleasing unto him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek after him. When I read this, I just realized that if you come to God, there's only one thing that you have to do, is you have to believe. You have to trust that what you put before God is going to happen the way he wants it to happen. Not the way. You, 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 I, I thought to myself the other day, you know, my, this, the same son that I'm talking about, I'm going to talk, talk, talk a little bit about him, but this is something else. We never had a pension fund or anything. So, I mean, when Volma myself goes on pension, there's nothing. Uh, there's really nothing. I mean, there's, there's really, really nothing, nothing, nothing. There's, there will be sasas. <laughs> That's it. 
And he came to us about a year and a half ago, two years ago. He says he bought a piece of land in Marloff Park and he's going to build a house there. And I just thought to myself, when we start ministry, we took all our savings, everything we had, and we dumped it into the work of God. And here God comes and he provides in a miraculous way. Not in our power, in his power, because he saw our hearts when we went into ministry. And that's why we trusted God so much that we knew that even if we put everything that we had uh, into the ministry, God will still guide us. God will still be our provider at the end of the time. God will still be the one who look after us. Then I look at people who had lots of money that saved up a big pension fund. And they're struggling. Then I thought to myself, how on earth does that happen? And I realize it's easy standing here on the pulpit, preaching, trust God, but it's difficult on this side to do it. <laughs> you know how difficult it is to trust God? It's very difficult. It's very difficult to know that my life is in His hands. Where I'm going tomorrow, it's up to Him. It's not up to me, it's up to Him. I wake up sometimes in the morning and I think to myself, I'm going to do this and this and this today. And when I get back tonight and I lie in my bed, I think, I've done nothing what I wanted to do. But I did every other thing that I wasn't supposed to do. But it's where God guides your footsteps. And that's how it operates. That's how it operates. I'm not going to get through my message, my wife. I see faith as follows. This is my, my impression. So don't take this as a theological thing. It's me. Stephen, you can see it like this. I'm trusting God for finances to build a trailer at this stage. I'm trying to build a trailer. I have to put it on hold because I've got some other work to do in between. <laughs> um, and my station will be my trailer being completed. And that's how I see faith. Faith is like a train on a track. There's a station. Who of you have traveled by train? Ah, oh, you see, we did. Did you know if you go from here to Joburg, you can't see Joburg station? It's impossible to see the station, but where am I going to end? At Joburg station, unless somebody sabotaged the, the rails. The train is going there. So that is how I see it. Faith is my end, end thing. So my end thing will be my trailer. When it's finished, I'll come and show it to you. Okay. But there's nothing yet. There's only three pieces of metal lying there on the floor. So that's what I've got. Um, but then I, I've got my track. And my track is my hope. I hope I'm going to finish it. I hope I'm living till the day that I can finish it. So if you've got your station going there, you've got your railway tracks up here to Joburg. So what, what's your, what, what, what is your station? My kids. You know there's stations in between? It's not only your kids at the end. There's things like my finances. I want to start a school. I want to get my aquaponics going <laughs> properly. I want to... So there's stations in between. But the end goal, there's end goal. A lot of people think the end goal will be going to heaven. That's the end end goal. But we know when we're in Christ's path, we're going to heaven. So that cannot be your end goal. Just keep on the track where God wants you. But on my track, there will be some stops. I will go from here to there and there and there. And there will be some stops that you have to make. You know what? I always think of this as a, as a steam engine, but we'll get to that now, the steam engine. Um, but you need tracks. You need hope to get there. And that's what that scripture says. You need hope to get to my end. You need a station that you're going to. You can't trust God for nothing. 
I mean, even if you think you are well looked after and there's, I've got, I don't need God. That's the place that we, the world are in at this stage, is we don't need God. Because we've got enough money, we've got enough cars, we've got enough houses, we've got enough of everything. You know what? You still need God. Somebody said the other day, one of the, at that stage, he was one of the richest people in the world when he got cancer. He says, I will give all my riches, everything I've got, to get rid of cancer, to be healed again. So somewhere you will need faith. I'm promising you now, you will need faith. Somewhere in your life. If it's not for your kids, it's for your business. If it's not for your business, it's for your grandkids. If it's not for your grandkids, it's for something. You'll need that. So you'll need that hope that God is going to take you there. He says, you must keep your station in mind. That's what, what, I, what I say to people when they look at business. When you go to interview at a job, they ask you, what's your five-year plan? So what's my five-year plan? I haven't got five years to build my trailer, but my trailer is there at the end. It's there at this stage. Okay, I think it's my next station. So you have to have a station that I'm going to. You cannot lose mind of your station. Because then what are you trusting God for? For nothing. You know, Namibia means nothing. Place of emptiness, place of nothing. So Namibia mustn't be your, 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 your station. No, it can be. It's a very nice country. Whenever I got the opportunity, I said to Vilma, to go to Namibia, I'll tell her I'm there, pack, and <laughs> come. <laughs> okay, so that's the main thing. We have to have a station. We have to have the hope to get there. Then it says in province, they say, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. But they kept... But he that keepeth the law is happy. So what happens then? If I don't have a vision, I'm going? No way. You'll hear about a lot of churches, and, 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 and this is now something I'm going to use just quickly in here. You'll hear about a lot of churches who's got a vision of building a church. So once they got the vision of building a church, people grow into the church. You see this church is booming. This, all of a sudden, they build a church with 500 seats, but no, no, we need more space. This church is too small. And once the church is built, there's no more vision. What happens? And just see the people go away. I've seen it many times happening in churches because there's no vision. So you need the vision to go on. Okay, detours do happen. Sometimes in life happens. Life happens. We plan it, God guides our footsteps, and then what will happen to my station is there will be a detour. The station stays the focus point, people. Remember that. You know what happens is sometimes when I want to build a trailer, like for instance now, and I don't have the money, what will I do? I'll have a detour. I'll go and look at somebody else's trailer, see what he's done, see what he's do, how he did it, did it, and then I want to do the same thing. And that's why I say I hate reading books of people who write about their life history. Because what happens is that in our human minds, we take that book and we want to imply it right unto us. We want to see, if God did it this way, we want to do it the same way. But God's not going to do it the same way. Because in the Old Covenant, God separated the waters many times. In the New Testament, Jesus just walked on the water. He didn't have to separate the water. He just came and walking on the water and said, here I am. You see? So God's not going to do it always the same time. And we must re remember that. What happens for Vilma will not happen to me. What happens for Judy will not happen in my life. Because God works on her personality. God works on my personality. God works on Glenn's personality. And he works on everybody's personality differently. Because he is so almighty that he knew exactly what will work for you. Somebody said the other day, when you've got kids and you've got more than two, you need the Holy Spirit. Because there are two kids and they're differently. They're not the same. 
you have to handle the one like this and the one like that. I mean, my son, I had to sort out many a time. My daughter, I think she had two hidings in her life. Didn't have to. If I tell her something, whew. my son, if I tell him something, yeah. Then I sort him out. Then he says, hey, nah. <laughs> and he's back there. So you need the Holy Spirit. So we, we need to stay focused. So if things happen in your life, keep on the track. Keep on your focus. Keep on your kids. Say, my kids are going to make it. I'm going to get them to the Lord. The Lord will bring them into, in, 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 into place. The thing that I must reach the station, you must reach your station. Don't lose vision of your end goal. Don't lose vision of where you're going. And, and you know what? In this, when God guides our footsteps, sometimes it looks like we are veering off to this side. Why? Because our plans and his plans are not the same. It's not the same. God knows that if we take this road, you'll face the mountain. And you'll have the deepest valley. If you take his road, you'll have the smooth road. Because you will not be able to carry the mountain or go up the mountain. He knows that. He knows that. The most important aspect of our journey is keep focus. How do I, ooh, how do I keep it going? Okay. You can't receive faith by prayer. People, a lot of people think. I had that a lot. Pastor, yes, I'm trusting for my kids. Please pray for me for more faith. No, okay, I'm going to shorten this a little bit. But you know what? I cannot pray for you for more faith. There's nowhere in the Bible that it says pray for more faith and you will get more faith. Nowhere. The only time that we heard somebody was when Jesus said to the one man, if you believe it's possible, he says, Lord, come on, to help. Sorry, that's Afrikaans now. I don't know the English. He says, Lord, help my unfaithfulness. Because I don't have in that faith. And then Jesus healed the kid, and then he tells the example of the mustard seed. He said, even if you had a little faith, like a mustard seed, I can do it. Now, here's my thing. In the 1960s and 70s, we had steam locomotives. You remember that? Beautiful, no? I love it. I love a steam locomotive. I, I go sometimes on YouTube and just watch them coming around the bend. When you see the steam coming out. And you see the trees and you see this thing just comes down the road with all the steam coming. And you know this thing is working. And, you go, and that's how I see faith. Faith is a steam locomotive. Because I've got my tracks, I've got my end, and here's my faith. And you need a person to drive this thing, you know that. And the people, who, person who drives it is who? It's me. So now, there's two things that I need to get a locomotive going. Two major things. One is water. We know that. Very easy. And the second one is coal. All right. So, that verse says this in Romans 10 says, But they did not yearken to the glad, glad tidings. For Isaiah says, The Lord who has believed our report. Lord who has believed our report. So belief cometh by, and hearing by, word of, and some translations said the word of. So what do I need to do to get faith? I had to hear the word of, 
Because I can only believe when I hear the word of. So if I don't hear that, I can't. That's my coal. I need that coal in my back. Because if you look at the locomotive, they had the engine. Behind it, they had a big thing full of coal. And then they got the thing that they have to stop at every station to fill up the water tank. All right. So now, my water is my prayer life. You do need prayer. You do need that. So the more I spend time in the Word, the more I will know it's possible for God to do it. The less time I spend in the Word, the less time I will. Oh, oh. let me tell you one thing. One thing that will steal your, 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 your faith very quickly is the first one there. The news. Just listen to the news. And you're immediately morbid, depressed, want to kill yourself, cut your pulses, chew them off if you don't have a knife, or do something. Because if you look at what's going on in the world, not in the, forget South Africa people, in the world as a global thing, it is depressing. It is very, very depressing. That's why I don't watch the news. People say always, you have to know what's going on. If I really have to know what's going on, Pastor Paul watches the news, he will tell me. (laughs) I don't watch it because I don't want to kill myself. I don't want the little bit of word that I've got in me to be stolen by it. And then in front of you see Dingo and Seven Alone and the Bold and the Beautiful, I don't know the new programs, all that things will never build your faith. The one thing that will build your faith is the word of God. So don't watch all these programs and think you're going to get faith out of it. You will not get faith out of it. You'll get some life lessons sometimes. Do you see how it doesn't operate? Because have you ever seen the things of Isidingo or one of those things that, oh, our business is bankrupt. Let's go to America. <laughs> I don't know if you're bankrupt. How are you going to pay for an air ticket to go to America? I'm not bankrupt and I can't pay for an air ticket to go to America. So I don't know how they do it, but then people live in this world of fantasy. And when they're in real life, they think it works the same. It doesn't. It doesn't work the same, people. I'm telling you now. If you're in the real world, you know if there's no money, there's no money. That's as simple as that. You're not going to go somewhere else. Because I just thought to myself when I was preparing this, is life has become a show. You know why? I forgot my cell phone. But because of social media, we went somewhere the one day and there's a big fancy restaurant, eat place, and the youngsters took photos before this. I said to them, and now, are you going to come in? They said, no, we don't have money to go in there. But you're going to post it on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> and we tell the people we've been there. We're not going to tell them we've eaten there. We're going to, we are here. And that's why youngsters see that and then they realize it's not acceptable. I can't get there. So what do they do? They start getting discouraged, depressed, because how can our friends be there and we can't be there? And then the suicide life of teenagers just skyrocketed because they can't handle it. I said to Vilma the other day, we listened to something, and I said to her, when did we hear in our time? I'm talking now about between the 19th, those of you who are, are, are older, Praise God for it. But between the 16th and the 80th of teenage murders or suicides, there was nothing. Teenagers was living. Teenagers were out in the street playing with their friends, blakaspai and wegkreperki and, well, I didn't seek. That's the right word. And, And things like that. They didn't 
tried to commit suicide at the age of 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Nowadays, it's something that people do. And, and that's why. It's because people don't want to live in faith. They lost the vision of there's a track of going there. There's a, there's a place for me to build up in life, to get my riches, to get health, wealth, wealth, and get there. And then go to the restaurant. No, now we just do a, a fancy photo of selfies where we've been and we've not even in there. We were just on the road stopping somewhere. Look at when people go and eat out at the spur. The first thing they do is, we'll do it this afternoon as well, don't worry. We'll post it on the group. <laughs> I'm taking the single ladies out. So we're going to walk, walk back, so we'll have some photos. But I mean, then it goes onto social media, and everybody sees it, and people can't live up with that. And that's where one of our problems comes in. Stay in the Word. I'm going to stop with this one because my time is out. Um, I think the last slide is the next one, and that will just be, remember that God directs our footsteps. It says, uh, Hebrews 11 verse 3 says this, By faith we understand that the worlds have been framed by the word of God. Who is the person with the most faith in his life? It's not Kenneth Copeland or Creflo Dollar or Jesse Duplantis or one of those guys. Who's got the most faith? Have you ever thought about it? You know who? God. He's got the most faith. Let there be light. And there's light. He didn't have to worry. He didn't have to say, let me fast and pray quickly for seven days or ten days, and then I'll have enough faith for that. No, he just said, let there be light. And he said, let there be earth. And let there be trees. And let's do something for the sea. Let's put some fishes in there. Poops. And it's there. He just spoke a word and it happens. That's how it was formed. It wasn't formed by a big bang. And there's an explosion out of nothing. And there it became, no. He spoke a word and it came to existence. He just spoke a word and it happened. That's how amazing our God is. And that's why he knows how faith operates. And he knows that if we've got faith in our lives, how it will operate in our lives. Like we don't have to speak things into existence. Eh? Praise God for that. Luckily, we don't have to say, oh, I need a BMW. <laughs> no. Luckily, we don't have to do that because it will never happen in our lives. Because uh, maybe God only wants to give me a Toyota. And I pray for a BMW. Then I, oh, no, I get nothing. Then it's not my faith working. No. You know what will happen? Is God will take you on your road that he wants you to go on. He wants to lead your footsteps and guide your footsteps where you have to go.